You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. And we are live with the Standing Room Spartans podcast. I am Kevin. He is Scott. It is Friday, and that means we have the picks. For those unfamiliar, we run through our selected national slate, six or seven games. And of course, the Michigan State game, we are making our picks against the spread. And we have our contest going with the listeners on Run Your Pool. Uh, We'll get to the leaderboard momentarily as well um, later on in the episode give some shout outs but we've got an awesome slate of college football here and i will be able to watch all of it so scott where are we starting in week week seven already we are starting in the big 10 west with a couple of big 10 west powers god intended uh this one i'm actually really fascinated by the line here i'm going to rely on you for the draft kings lines because i did not prepare like That's i usually a terrible do. idea because i do not have any of them in front of me right it's now. okay i'll ramble for a little <laughs> while as i get through this so we have a familiar foe from uh earlier this season michigan state so minnesota who is now unranked they've fallen out of the rankings uh traveling down to face Perennial Big Ten West power, Illinois. Brett Bielma's fighting Illini, who are now ranked number 24. This one's at noon on the greatest network in sports, the Big Ten Network. Um, Run your pool. This one, this is where it gets interesting. The home ranked team is a six and a half point dog. So, Kevin... You look like you're still thinking. Do you I have got a DraftKings? It is still it is still six and a half. <laughs> so home Illinois number twenty four against unranked Minnesota, and you're getting a touchdown. Yep. What do you like? And I will give you that touchdown. I'm taking Minnesota. I love Illinois. The problem is for any Big Ten football fans, they're gonna be starting Art Sitkowski. Because Tommy DeVito is hurt. I don't think they've officially confirmed that he's out for this game, but it all signs are pointing to him not playing. And I think one of the things that have really gotten Illinois ticking this year is like halfway decent quarterback play. They don't need him to do too much, but he's done enough. And Art Sitkowski is just not good. 
and he's going to make a couple mistakes in this one. Minnesota is still a damn good football team, and uh, I'll take them to cover six and a half on the road here. I don't love it, but I just can't trust Art Sikowski with anything. Bad pick. Illinois given up more than 10 points once this year. They held Wyoming to six, Virginia to three, Chattanooga to zero, Wisconsin to 10, Iowa to six. I don't care if you've got Danny DeVito at quarterback. Illinois wins this game by at least a touchdown. I don't think Danny DeVito would fare too well. Can you imagine Danny DeVito running around in football pads? (laughs) He wouldn't be able to see over the center's head when the center was down in a three-point. What's he, Uh, like five foot one, 280 pounds? (laughs) Um, When his spine's nice and stretched out. Uh, no, nonetheless, I, I mean, you're giving me a touchdown. You're, th- you're saying Minnesota's going to cover by at least a touchdown. I don't feel good about it. Like I wouldn't touch this one. I actually have the under in this game with actual money, but I wouldn't touch this spread with money. Um, yeah, it's just a quarterback thing. I don't know. Nah, I like Illinois in a low scoring game. Uh, they run the ball. They hold the defense. I mean, they beat, they, they won last week scoring nine. I know it was Iowa, but I like Illinois here. Um, I like him straight up. Screw the points. All right. Anyway, moving on to one of the better games of the week, one that I'm sure plenty of our audience will have their eyes on uh, in the big house, the maze out in case you didn't have enough maze in your life when they weren't telling people to wear it. A noon maze out is just not aesthetically pleasing. Giant sunflower. Um, Number 10, Penn State, traveling to the big house to take on number five, Michigan. You know what this game reminds me of? Uh, the the whiteout in, in Happy Valley a few years back. I don't remember. It was like 2018, 2019. One of the years Michigan was supposed to be real good and just got boat raced. Do you remember that one? They've. Anyway. I feel like they've had a bunch of those matchups where it feels like this game is never really like super close. It's just one team blowing out the other team. It's... Let's see how well I can get up Winsipedia while I'm talking about this game to check on that. So number 10, Penn State. Well, while you get the big that, house, I got the DraftKings line. To take on number five, Michigan, noon on Fox. This is Michigan's fourth big yeah. noon kickoff game in a row. So if you haven't Shocker. had enough of Joel Klatt talking about J.J. McCarthy <laughs> yet, well, guess what? You've got four more hours of it coming this weekend on Run Your Pool uh, the spread on this one is Michigan by, again, six and a half. Kevin, what do Draft you Kings, DraftKings? Michigan minus seven. So that even went out a little bit. That's those uh, Michigan, the biggest, annoying, most annoying fan base in the country, pushing that line out to the touchdown number. So this series, it, I can't actually believe this. Michigan and Penn State have only played each other 25 times ever which is hard to believe Michigan owns the the series 15 to 10 current streak is one Michigan won last year Penn State won the two previous so actually Kevin it has been particularly close of late 2019 was a 28 21 win for Penn State 2020 was 27 17 Penn State 2021 was 21 17 Michigan hmm. The game we remember is 42 to 13 in 2017, but the year before and after that, Michigan won by 39 and by 35. So actually yeah, so there was that stretch of three games there, I guess. Yeah. So that's probably why we remember it, but it's been tight as of late. Um, 
Penn State won two before Michigan won last year. So um, I expect it to be a really fun game, actually, to watch. And, uh, I mean, say what you want about the color maze. It's always fun when when you got a top 10 matchup and they put a little extra behind it in the stadium. So certainly um, an exciting one there. Kevin, Michigan, can they cover a touchdown on this one? No, because I think Penn State, it's not really an anti-Michigan thing. It's a pro-Penn State thing. I think their their defense is among the best in the country, and it seems like they finally found a run game with um, Nick Singleton, the five-star freshman, and then the other freshman whose name escapes me is also a monster. And then Sean Clifford's just kind of quietly playing some pretty good football. So I, I just think this Penn State team is a legit top 10 team. And if that's the case, and I'm getting, you know, six and a half damn near a touchdown, I think this is one of those games that kind of comes down to a field goal or a, a touchdown puts it out to a four point game because the team was down a field. You know, it just, this just feels like it's going to be a tight physical relatively low scoring i think uh big 10 football game but i i got penn state to keep this one close katron allen katron allen sweet name um and nick singleton which just sounds like like a classic singleton is just a great football name especially at a a place like penn state it just totally fits the mold um yeah this is it's gonna be a hard fought um game i just i don't like Michigan usually beats everyone they should, and then not last year, but usually drops like one or two against real good teams or Michigan State, depending on the year. I don't know if Penn State is that team this year who goes into the big house and takes Michigan down. Um, I'm going to go with Michigan. I hate the pick, uh, especially with six and a half points, but I, I think. They'll get it done. It's early enough in the season that Michigan will probably still get up for it. Um, ah, The more I talk about it, the more I don't like the pick, but I'll take Michigan to cover. Emotional hedge. uh, Six and a half, yeah, perhaps. So moving down to the SEC, the game of the week by most accounts, uh, number three Alabama going on the road to Rocky Top against the Tennessee team I've mentioned a few times this year that I think is far more legit than their previous hype trains uh they're deep enough in the season they're undefeated they're number six in the country and they are a seven and a half point home dog to the tide kevin i mean it's alabama but this tennessee team's looked great it's in rocky top you're getting more than a touchdown what do you think yeah DraftKings, it went down to a touchdown it's at seven points i so <laughs> i think everybody should Take what I do in this game and do the opposite because I've been wrong every single time I've picked a Tennessee game this year. And most of the time it's because I never thought Tennessee was legit. I never thought that it was real and I bet against them almost every step of the way. I'm just going to take Tennessee. I think this is Alabama has not looked good and you're telling me that Bryce Young might not play. And if he does play, he's clearly not going to be 100%. So do you lose out on some of the running ability that makes that offense really dynamic? I think Tennessee is just a good team, and they are capable of this upset. 
and they have been waiting and waiting and waiting for this upset for ages. I don't know if you saw that they're pulling out the full orange uniforms, including an orange helmet. The last time they did that was like 1930-something when they beat Alabama. It was, uh, I think, visually, this game is going to look pretty cool. And I just, I, it sucks that to pick against Alabama, I have to pick Tennessee. You know what I mean? Like, it's always fun to see the top team go down in this big upset. Um, I wish it was anybody other than Tennessee because that fan base deserves nothing. <laughs> I wish this was, I would rather have this be like Florida, you know, that would just make me feel better. But I, you know what? I don't Tennessee. think let's have I some don't fun. Think Florida's much of an improvement when it comes. No, to but base, it's but anybody um, is an improvement over Tennessee. All right, <laughs> so you like the orange? That that milky orange has got to be one of the top three worst colors in in sports. Speaking of Michigan's maze, Tennessee's orange is is not far behind. The burnt orange in Texas is much better, but I I do like it. Yeah. Okay. Well, to each their own. But didn't you have something Tennessee in like college? a shirt or something i think i had a hoodie from there i went there one year with uh with my brother when i was like a lot younger there was probably a leftover old t-shirt yeah uh-huh uh-huh yeah kevin closet tennessee fan he's just too ashamed to admit it uh i had probably like 25 random college crewnecks and t-shirts and all right well i have been burned enough times picking against alabama um Maybe it's just a week of emotional hedges here, but I'm gonna pick Alabama. They're just they're Alabama. I hate I hate talking like that, and I hate the whole SEC yeah. bias. But Alabama of all the SEC teams deserves their bias. I mean, <laughs> they've won whatever five national championships in the last decade, or I don't know. I've lost track. What's it's not worth counting. But I'll, I'm gonna take Alabama, and I'm gonna cheer for Tennessee. The the orange helmets. I'm still undetermined on whether i like them or not i generally like like a full color out when you just pick one color like msu's all greens are great um i'm gonna cheer for tennessee but i like alabama this one and i forgot <laughs> to mention this one 3 30 on cbs that's the typical sec big game time slot we're gonna hear that from go. big 10 soon um all right we're gonna move on on that note down to or over to the the Big 12. Uh, unexpected maybe battle for the Big 12 here. This could be an early decider in that conference, depending on how the, how the chips fall later. Um, number eight, Oklahoma State. And that was nice. Uh, traveling to TCU, wherever they are in Texas, to take They're on, just outside of Dallas. Okay. The number 13, TCU Horny Frogs. Uh, 3.30 on ABC if you're looking for a little Big 12 matchup in case Alabama pulls an Alabama and starts throttling Tennessee and you need something else to watch. Uh, three and a half points. TCU is the favorite, so pretty much a pick them. Uh, and then you get that little home field advantage for TCU. So, Kevin, what do you think? What's it? What is it on DraftKings? First of all, DraftKings it's out to four TCU minus four, and I'm going to give you those points. I'll take TCU. Speaking of teams, I've continued to fade this season and just am stubborn with. Maybe it's just an orange thing, but I keep picking against Oklahoma State and they keep winning. I'm gonna 
go back to the well here. I'm going to take TCU. Their offense is electric. And I just I don't believe in Oklahoma State. So I, I got TCU here covering a short number at home, winning this game by a touchdown or so. The longer into the year you go, the more bullet magic Oklahoma State has um, because that mullet gets longer and longer. But I also like TCU in this one. This was a really hard one for me to pick. There wasn't much between these two teams. No. Um, they've both won a ranked game on the road. Um, TCU beat Baylor and Oklahoma State beat Kansas. Or I might have that backwards. I think I do. But uh, in any event, tough one to pick. I'm going to go with the home team. I also, Oklahoma State just doesn't, uh, anytime they get in the top 10, they seem to blow it and, and fall right back out. So give me the Horny Frogs, which should move them into the top 10 if they do win and cover. I would um, think so. Interesting times. But all right, we're going to go all the way back to the East to the carrier dome one of in my opinion the strangest venues in sports i probably because they play basketball in there i mean it's a fine as a football stadium um that said if i was in syracuse i would totally go for the the weather advantage and go with an outdoor stadium i think you're just obligated to when you have that at your disposal but they're playing inside in the carrier dome number 15 nc state going up to syracuse to play number 18 it, it, number 18 orange Side note, I hate singular mascots <laughs> like the orange or the cardinal. The cardinal, um, yeah. And they're anyway, I'm getting off on all kinds of tangents. We got to keep these episodes short. Syracuse is a three and a half point favorite at home, just like TCU, basically just getting your home field advantage points. Kevin, has it moved at all on DraftKings? I can't I can't find this one on DraftKings. I I don't know what's going on. So um we'll just kind of assume it's the same. Uh so the basically, you know, Syracuse is undefeated. Did you watch that Purdue Syracuse finish? Yeah, a couple it's weeks been a while. back, that was uh, yeah. just re- insane. And it's I don't want to say Syracuse shouldn't be undefeated, uh, but they were very close to not being undefeated. And if I think if that result changes and flips, I don't think you're favored by three and a half against NC State. And I know, um, was it Devin Leary, NC State's quarterback? He's questionable going into the game. If he plays, I think NC State cruises and wins this game outright. If he doesn't play, then all of a sudden it's a backup quarterback, and I think NC State is just a much better team. But does the backup quarterback, you know, play with a couple mistakes, and that kind of lets Syracuse back in it? I'm going to take NC State here either way. I just think it's a better football team. And if your quarterback is healthy and playing, this is an easy NC State pick. And I probably make the pick even with the backup quarterback. So that makes me feel relatively comfortable here. So this one is kind of a mascot pick for me. I mentioned I can't stand the orange. The wolf pack is one of my favorite. It is kind of singular because it's, it's <laughs> I was one pack. Say, but you got the collective now there. Of wolves. You know, a pack of wolves is a lot more intimidating than a bushel of oranges. So I'm going to go with the, the wolf pack. I, I Syracuse snuck by Purdue. Syracuse snuck by Virginia, both at home. The wolf pack does have a loss to Clemson and stuck by Florida State, snuck by Florida State at home. But um, yeah, I, I just I'm not a believer in Syracuse football at all. And I've I've liked the wolf pack for a while. And uh, yeah, I mean, if there, if there was a weather advantage, and I think Sean Tucker's still at Syracuse. 
Uh, you can see I his tweets after cold... every game about how pleased he is with his own performance. <laughs> it's a great follow. If you don't follow him, you should. Uh, but nonetheless, give me NC State. I don't trust the orange at all in this one. All right. We're going to skip over our game for now and go out to the West Coast. Well, not quite the West Coast. The Rockies. Number seven, USC. Are they back? Uh, going to Utah to take on number 20, the Utes. Um, Kevin, this one was hard for me. Utah, I, I always want to love, but they've they've struggled this year on and off a little bit. USC looks like they could be back other than a scare up at Oregon State. So they've, they've had a, a road scare, but they got through it. Uh, this one on Run Your Pool is at minus three and a half. And if you give me one sec, it's at eight o'clock on Fox. So a nightcap here for those who are still in control of the remote by that time on a Saturday. Uh, Kevin, who do you like? It's uh, Utah three and a half on DraftKings as well. I got distracted there. I'm going to read this out because it's just so funny. I I did find a Sean Tucker tweet after uh, last week or a couple weeks ago. Um, It's like for anybody who follows Magic Johnson on Twitter, it's kind of like that where he just states the outcome of something that happened without any opinion based in it whatsoever. And uh, after last week's game, Sean Tucker, the Syracuse star running back, tweeted, Saturday we won. Syracuse 59, Wagner 0. I'm pleased with the outcome of the game. Five wins and now a much-needed bye week. I'm pleased with my performance, but with seven games left, I'm still working hard. The grind never stops. I rushed for 232 yards, three touchdowns, and had two receptions for 15 yards. Period. <laughs> you know what it sounds? I it sounds like guy. like a like a letter from the front in like World War II. It's like <laughs> things going okay. We've gained a bit of ground. I'm still breathing. Love you. Send my regards to the kids. <laughs> I love this guy. Um, yeah. Utah, right, USC so Utah minus three and a half. I'm taking Utah at home. I I think you like um, Utah is a tough place to play for anybody. They play a lot better at home. They're a really physical team. I know they've taken a couple losses this year, but USC, it just, to me, it's kind of just a play of, does USC go undefeated this year? No, I can't see that. All right, so where do they lose? Well, at Utah. You know, it's just kind of that simple for me. It's like, I just, it's not that I don't trust this USC team. I've been picking them pretty consistently this season in my uh, in my bets and doing pretty well. It's just one of those, like at some point, they're not going to run the table. And this is the toughest game on their schedule. And Utah, again, I know they've swallowed a couple losses, but this is like every bit the preseason darling they thought they were. This is just a really good, well-coached football team. It's just that they came up short in a couple spots so far this year. So uh, I like Utah here again at home, covering a short spread. You win this game by six, seven points, and uh, you make me a happy camper. Kevin, don't bite the hand that feeds you. You've picked USC successfully a few times this year. I have picked Utah a couple times and got burned both times on my Utah picks this year. I'm trying to learn from my mistakes, and this is another bit of an emotional hedge. I'm just taking the coward's way out all the way through this uh, this weekend. I like USC to go up to Utah and win. Utah's just, uh, they've missed the inches in close games so far this year. Um, I'm taking the, the points. I don't, 
I could see like a three point Utah win here, you know, walk off field goal, something like that. Um, give me the Trojans. I don't know. USC sneaky playoff contender. Just let, you know, yeah. let big dogs tear themselves apart in, uh, across the land and just take advantage of the your last couple of years in the Pac-12 and <laughs> yeah. just waltz your way into the playoff. Um, I don't know. This, this could be it for USC. I mean, what that said, they almost lost to Oregon State. So the, the Pac-12 is usually good to eat itself alive like every year. But beyond this, they got to travel to – well, travel. They're playing UCLA um, in week 11. Undefeated UCLA. That's probably – oh, and Notre Dame to end the year. So they've got an interesting schedule. But, yeah, I like USC in this one. I'll be pulling for the Utes. Utah is one of those teams I feel like everyone likes to root for because they're they're just not a pow- like a traditional power, and they've been good for a few years. They've got a great defense. It's just it's one of those teams that everyone seems to gravitate towards. And Kyle Kyle Whittingham is the classic. Like every single person in the country says he's underrated, which means he's probably not underrated, but he just feels like a guy that's underrated. <laughs> so you throw him on that list. Yeah, so I'll, I'll be pulling for the Utes. Um, another emotional hedge, but you got to do what you got to do, especially these days when your team's not uh, coming through. Um, speaking of. Speaking of, this one needs no introduction. Wisconsin coming to the woodshed to take on MSU. Wisconsin seven and a half point favorite on Run Your Pool. Kevin, I don't know if you've got uh, DraftKings in front of you. This one's at 4 p.m. on Fox. Uh, while I pull this up on DraftKings, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I had a lot of trouble with this one. It's 7.5 on DraftKings as well. There's this, I mean, these games are always more difficult to pick because it's your team. And yeah, you have more knowledge of your team, and that should make it a little easier for the analysis. But there's always... Um, some demons on your shoulders, so to speak. And it's just, uh, it's really tough when you're a seven-point underdog to a team that you don't really think is that good. I don't think Wisconsin is a world beater. They're three and three. They've lost at home to Washington State. They got blasted by Illinois at home. And, and I'm not saying Washington State or Illinois are bad teams, but if you're a good Wisconsin team, neither of those losses are happening. This is not a good Wisconsin team by their standards. You say, well, you're at home. You're playing against a team you don't think is that good. And you were getting over a touchdown, seven and a half. But I just think it comes down to this game. I think not to give excuses before the game, but I think this game is going to be the one where those defensive injuries are just not at the right time right now. And if Jacob Slade doesn't play, which I don't expect him to, I think that Wisconsin is going to be able to run the ball on us. And that opens up the play action for Graham Mertz, who we talked about it in the preview. Like, is he a great quarterback? No, but when he is in a clean pocket and he's got a couple weapons on the outside to throw to, he can be really dangerous. He's had multiple games with over five touchdowns or with at least five touchdowns. So, I just think with with your you're losing Jacob Slade, you're losing Jeff Petrovsky, you're losing Chris Bogle. Like if any of those guys come back, then maybe this is a different story. But because of those injuries, I think Wisconsin's able to run the ball, and those are our three best guys as far as getting to the quarterback outside of Jacoby Winman. If you're not getting pressure on Mertz, he can be good. And I just think 
this this Michigan State team right now is just playing with no confidence. And with Wisconsin coming off a huge win, 45 to 7, they're playing with a bit more confidence. I that's just kind of what it comes down to for me. The injuries and just the confidence level of these teams. So I'm I'm obviously I'm hoping this doesn't come true, but I am gonna take Wisconsin to cover seven and a half. Win by 14 to 17. My heart is desperate to believe that we're going to find some spark. Um, and the fan in me can convince myself any game. Hell, I could convince myself last week that we were going to find the spark. And this is I'm, when I'm making picks, I've learned my lessons. You, you believe what you see until you see otherwise. And the last few weeks, we've seen Michigan State just get deeper and deeper into a hole that is going to be very hard for them to dig out of. This would be a great game to find that, but it's not where I'm going to put my money. Um, I think Wisconsin covers this one. I mean, at the end of the day, if I try to step back and look at this just as an unbiased football watcher, Wisconsin's the pick here. They... They climbed out. They changed their coach. They had a great game last week. They're feeling good. They've got all the weapons they need to to put a team like Michigan State in a corner early they in only, this one and, and hold, the, hold the lead. They only have one Big Ten loss. So as far as they're concerned, in that locker room coming off a 45-point win, they're about to go on a run and win the West, right? Like These two teams are just in total opposite positions right now, and to say that about a two and four versus a three and three football team, you know, it's, it's not that common that you have this type of situation. Yeah. I can take all of the things off the field and convince myself it'll help Michigan state. We're on the, you know, we're at home and backs against the wall. (laughs) Like it has been for the last four weeks. (laughs) And Like as an MSU fan, you're still thinking like, all right, we're going to turn this ship around and it's going to like, if it's, if we're going to turn it around, it's going to start this week. So it, so therefore that's going to to happen. (laughs) But at the end of the day, like if I'm being super honest, this season's feeling a lot more like 2016 than like 2012. You know what it's like, Scott? It's like the, um, you know, my one of my favorite comments in sports is the idea that is brought up every offseason for different teams for different reasons. It's that, well, it can't get worse. Like, well, who said that? <laughs> we said that last year about this past defense. Oh, like it literally can't get worse. It's like, well, it did. <laughs> so it's like, uh, I don't you know. just assume that the only way to go is up. It's like, no, it can still go down. It's the Iowa offense is still getting worse. <laughs> for point of context for the Lions fans listening, after last loss, Dan Campbell said, Well, we've hit rock bottom now, so there's only one way to go, and that's up nope. or something oh, along yeah, those lines. And I'm like, first of all, you're clearly showing that you haven't been around the Lions for very long because yeah, right. it can always get worse in Allen Park. Um, yeah, It's one I mean, of my favorite things in sports. It's uttered so many times about position groups, players, and it, every time I laugh. So it's like, right oh, up there with, well, if well we can. fired him, who could we hire that's any better? And it's like, <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, Wisconsin. I mean, I don't know if I'm if I'm being honest. Like my gut wants to like Michigan State, but underneath that, my gut is screaming like, "Don't, don't take this MSU team until you see something from them." Um, 
it'd be great, man, to have a win here going into the bye week before Michigan just to have something to build on, but haven't seen it yet. And at the end of the day, there's 11 guys on the other side of the ball that are trying just as hard to stop you. So uh, storybooks don't always write themselves on the football field. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Wisconsin, like you said, something, a couple possessions somewhere in that range. Um, that's it. So just a quick update on our leaderboard. We've got a couple folks, DR41 and Sparty Martin, not me, although I'd love to claim it, uh, both at 25 points. Kevin, you and I, you have been skidding and I've been screaming. I got nine in the last two weeks. I think you've got like five. I've been bad, man. Uh, yeah, I've... you've got five the last two weeks. Uh, so we have stabilized next to each other at 14th at 19 points. We're six points off the leaders. Uh, let's see a couple that stick out that we know. Well, the only one above us that I, that I know for sure is Mason at 20 points. Um, there's a little bit of a leaders pack starting to develop up there, but it's still anyone's game. Um, if you dr still... 41, who I'm fairly confident is uh Dave Racy, a friend of mine, he had six and six the last two weeks. He's on fire. Yeah, there were only two at six. Him and Justin Schubat, Scubat. Uh, sorry, Justin, if I got that completely wrong. But those two uh, both had six last week. Uh, oh, actually, SD4L Retro, who only has 15 points on the year. It looks like they missed the first two weeks, has had six last week. So it's never too late to get in the action SD4L Retro going for the the massive <laughs> mid-season turnaround <laughs> comeback. We're all pulling for you, Retro. Uh, so that's where we're at. It's never too late, like I said. Uh, there's a lot of points, seven a week, and the leaders are only at 25 right now. So, hell, if you still haven't even started this week, get your picks in. You never know. And that's it. Uh, we hope everybody enjoys the weekend of college football for the Michigan State game. Of course, it's homecoming weekend, so everybody heading back to East Lansing, I wish you safe travels, and hopefully you find some ways to um, you know, entertain yourself throughout the weekend. I uh, hope the beers are cold or the Jack Daniels is cold, whatever your poison is. Um, yeah, other than that, enjoy the football. We'll talk to you next week. Go green. Go white. Take care, folks.